Hey there, my name is Mark McCartney and welcome to the What is a Good Life podcast. Over the last two years, I've interviewed over 170 people around this question, not to provide you with the universal answer, but to help you to find and define your own answer to this question. On the 42nd episode of the What is a Good Life podcast, I'm delighted to have Pranay Sanklecha as our guest. Pranay is a philosopher, the founder of the philosophy practice, and a former philosophy professor at the University of Graz. In this episode, Pranay looks to explore my own perspectives as well as sharing his own. We discuss the motives I had for starting this project, our realizations of the pitfalls of striving for specific states or experiences, and that real change may appear slow in the moment, but can be considerable when viewed over time. He also breaks down bigger concepts and questions into smaller, applicable and relatable chunks, like a good life into a good day, and the notions of oneness and loving everyone, to focusing on truly loving your partner in more trying times in life. Much of what Pranay is pointing to in this conversation is that if love, beauty and God are to be found, and indeed a good life itself, it is right here in the mess of daily life and not escaping from it. This episode will give you plenty to contemplate in terms of where and how you are looking to experience a good life. Pranay is my kind of philosopher in that he is rooted in real life examples and situations and is incredibly transparent and insightful as well. And if you enjoy this conversation, please like, share and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And if you're on the podcasting platforms, please leave a review as I'd greatly appreciate your support at this stage of my podcasting journey. So without further ado, the 42nd episode of the What is a Good Life podcast. So, so Pranay, tell me all about you and your whole life story up until this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, uh, I'll, no. I'll, I'll kick it off now. <laughs> okay. Um, Pranay, thank you very much for joining me on the What is a Good Life podcast today. Uh, based on some of our previous conversations to this date, uh, you're someone who I was very excited to, to talk to. And uh, I'm excited to see where the hell this goes or where you take this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Uh, yeah, I'm excited too. As I warned you when I accepted the invitation, I'm, I'm rubbish at podcasts in, 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 in the general sense as a guest. Because I hate, I hate giving lectures. So I will be asking you a lot of questions. I won't be telling you. Yeah, I don't really know what I think about a good life, to be honest. So, so I'm curious, much more curious what you think. But yeah, it's a pleasure to be. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what am I uh, supposed I'm to say? I'm going to maintain some semblance of tradition. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to maintain some semblance of tradition and ask the, the, the one Please. question I do have planned, um, uh -huh. which is, is there a question you're trying to answer as you move through life, Pranay? multiple questions i guess and they change over time and i don't want to be flippant because because the title of the podcast is what is a good life and so on but to be honest so one of one question i'm trying to answer right now is how do i earn enough money to support my family i don't know if this counts as what is a good life question um but but the reason i mention it is <clears throat> i at least for me um there are loads of questions in life and I had continued to have a tendency to elevate some questions and not others to be like, oh, okay, you know, if I think about a good life, it's somehow going to be a profound quest somehow because it's somehow a big question. Uh, and I'm beginning to come around to the or experience is making me come around to the view that, well, actually all of it is relevant. Um, so, you know, how, how do I manage to get my son to brush his teeth? strikes me as just as important a life question at the moment as yeah what is the meaning of life uh but 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 yeah in terms of the question that i've gone through life with i don't know about that but i've always been searching like many of us i think um 
Yeah. Let me flip this back on you because I don't want to fall into this. Into no, this but, but wait. I know, but okay, just, okay, but, but, yeah. but one, one yeah. question. How did yeah. you get your son to, to brush his teeth? Oh, mate. Mate. We, we've actually... It's a real production. It's a real drama. So, but we, we it works kind of now. So, we've converted teeth brushing. It's no longer brushing your teeth as the main event. It's actually playing with water, and along the way, your teeth get brushed. So, we go to the sink. There's like a shitload of toys and all kinds of things in his place with it. And even then, it often doesn't work properly. And then the nuclear option is, I say, okay, Rahi, you can throw water over me if 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 during this time <laughs> your, your mother can brush your teeth and that normally works he was like yeah let's do that so i don't yeah that's a nuclear option uh i tried to avoid it but probably twice a week i have to use it the rest of the time is is playing with water right yeah 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 yeah, yeah this is you've got this joy yeah yeah i'm taking notes in advance yeah, yeah. but I, that's I have a... a question mark if i may yeah yeah go for it where where does where what's the story of your interest in this question like how how do you how does an irishman who i think has had fairly high intensity corporate jobs or corporate type jobs over the course of his life how does how does he end up doing a podcast on the question i'm asking people of always a good life like where, where's your interest in the question come from has it always been there or has it been did something happen when you were 20 30 no, 40 I, I... Yeah, I, I think um, for me, it was when I was 31 or yeah, 31 in London and needing to to really figure out why I was behaving the way I was behaving in relationships. I went to see a clinical psychologist then and that really just opened up, I don't know, a whole world of inquiry. Like mm -hmm. the, it was interesting to go down the path a little for a little while with the with a psychologist. Mm -hmm. Um, but then even I saw the psychologist looking at not my life through the lens or my interpretation of my behavior through the lens of uh, maybe cultural norms. Mm -hmm. um, and the more that, and like, you know, what maybe what a good life would be or what uh, a good productive member of society might be look like. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I became just really fascinated with like initially it was meditation and then it was like journaling, reading certain psychology or philosophy, but really running lots of experiments on my own life. Like mm -hmm. um, over the course of the last few years, like locking myself in dark rooms for 24 mm -hmm. hours. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard he's, he came late to the party. I, I first yeah. tried this many years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, then like, you know, even like Aaron Rodgers, I guess, geez, I'm such a fucking cliche, but like, um, <laughs> It, it involved uh, ayahuasca about eight or nine mm -hmm. years ago um, um sporadic um, touch points with um with lots of different things and i don't know to me the point of this was that i really have a resistance to anybody thinking that they know what a good life is for me mm -hmm. um and that it, the main point of it was when i initially started interviewing people because i had no clue what it was going to what it would become um, I interviewed 120 people in pretty quick order uh, a couple of years back, and none of these were published. These were anonymous interviews. Okay. Um, and really, it was just to give people a, a bit of space to reflect on their own life and ideally come mm -hmm. up with their own answer because, mm -hmm. I don't know, I see so much self-help and pop psychology stuff. Mm -hmm. 
it, it seems like garbage to me. Like, you know, tips like, you know, just love everybody or yeah. stop judging people or, you know, just these. Yeah. And, and from my experience, even moments of that stuff is really hard to get. You know, like like just a moment where I feel fully connected with people, uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the world, the universe around me, um, mm-hmm. an idea of God even for me maybe. I, I don't know, like for mm-hmm. everyone, for what that means to anyone else. Um, but it, it, this is a whole continuous process and it's mm-hmm. not, I don't know, a big part of it too was also sharing people's personal um, reflections in the initial interviews that I put into a newsletter which just shown that everyone's struggling with something. And mm-hmm. the point of life, I don't think, is not to struggle. Like, even if mm-hmm. you find meaning, you find purpose, whatever, like, you're still going to have difficulty and there's mm-hmm. still going to be human relationships. There's still going to be your own neuroses. Like, mm-hmm. life is this thing which I think doesn't need to be perfected. It's just mm-hmm. try to figure it out yourself and see where you mm-hmm. go kind of thing. Well, so I don't know if I translate a little bit. I don't know if it's accurate, but one partial description of what you you've been doing since you're 31 is maybe tell me if this is right if i understand you is you've been searching for something not necessarily one thing but but there was dissatisfaction with with some existing state of affairs or there was some instinct that something needed to change and and there's been since then a continual process of movement towards something away from something um and, and i guess the question i have is yeah, can you articulate or can you ramble? Like, what are the things that you're looking for? So, I don't know. Are you looking for God? Are you looking for a feeling? Are you looking for a life that looks a certain way practically? Like, I'm just yeah. This fascinates me. What what people search for when 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 they start searching? Um, I, I think definitely that at the start it was uh, peace. Like, yeah. um peace from inner turmoil, uh, mm-hmm. from maybe inner struggle. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after that, though, it's it's become a lot more playful, like as in uh-huh. like in a curiosity sense then of like, like I find it really interesting that rationally speaking or logically speaking, I would know a whole series of things that I don't implement in my life. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah. You know, like what the hell are, you know, we talked before even about, uh, I saw an article of yours when you were talking about binge eating, right? Right, right. You don't need to, Yeah. we don't like, I know if I go to the supermarket and and buy a load of junk food, I know logically while I'm doing that, even that uh, tomorrow morning, I may feel a bit crap after this. Yeah, yeah. And yet there I am, you know, as I mentioned to you, hoping that I can go to the self-checkout queue so that someone doesn't see what's in my shopping bag uh, basket. Like, so I don't know, there's, then, then I think it's become a bit of a mission to, to accept life for whatever it is and to be, not to fall into a passive state of just observing life. Um, You know, I I am torn as to whether there is any free will and, and I, genuinely mean that like not in just a a passing curiosity or intellectual sense like I Mm. I I, there's lots of things that I haven't figured out about this existence Mm. um but can I then just that to me is a huge thing to be curious about like Mm. it amazes me sometimes the things that we take for granted and that we don't investigate versus where we do put our attention and focus like you know you and I talked about before even 
putting it on sporting events or whatever yeah. it would be. And there's yeah. all these other questions that we have no idea about or that we're not even curious about. So yeah. I'd say initially from pain or struggle, then probably to an idea of perfecting life and finding a mission and then everything just goes, you know, it, yeah. it, it's all roses. Um, yeah. But I, I really, I really do see at this point that the hardship or the struggle is absolutely inherently necessary for the the joy or the mm. the happiness as well mm. like so just trying to <clears throat> trying to treat certain parts of life as not an imposter uh mm. would be would be something i'm interested in mm -hmm. because i, I mm -hmm. don't see us having the capacity to control it all as much as yeah. as i think yeah. we have the capacity to yeah so it's it's a way of now it's that, evolved yeah, yeah, it does a lot. So, so, and, and just again to check that I've understood, if I put it in in different words, it, this what you're looking for is now evolved into kind of a way of being in the world, like an attitude towards existence. A absolutely, life. right? Yeah, right. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I guess um, you know a previous guest who's interviewing people on the topic of of wisdom and he was mentioning to me, uh, he subsequently become a friend of mine. Um, he said that the the feeling you live in is your life mm. and it's it's not uh you know you can deconstruct that in in whatever way but that resonates a lot with me for some reason like i i, I think if if i can just feel okay in the universe even when i'm a bit sad or pissed off and um, mm. if i can just have a glimmer of a wider lens or perspective and um, that even when I'm absolutely joyful and laughing my ass off, whether it's with my wife or some friends or whoever, that also knowing that this isn't, that I'm not holding on to that either. Um, mm. And it's not to be detached from the experience of the emotion because I'm I'm a very emotional mm. character. Um, but just that, I don't know, just a slight perspective. Like I, I do have a, a suspicion, Pranay, we get to some other realm after this and not that you're in your body form and I'm in my body form or even that we're in some container that is our isness or whatever you want to describe it. But I do get the impression we could like laugh at ourselves that we took this experience all that seriously. That That's, mm -hmm. that's just a sneaking mm -hmm. suspicion of mine that this is, that this is some sort of, like whether it's um, a realm in which we develop consciousness more or that we we learn something or, or whatever it might be, I, I just have I have an idea that it has been created by something um, and that, that there is a bit of a, that there is almost a bit of a joke to the absurdity of it all. Uh, mm -hmm. Because like I'm, I'm completely perplexed by our capacity to be like, this destructive and this loving and creative as well. Do, do you know what I'm saying? I, so, yeah, I do. I do follow it. I think, and I and I sympathise quite a bit of it. But like, there's a question there that for me is a live question that that I always and continue to struggle with to wonder about. So on the one hand, there's this <clears throat> where you say, well, let's not take our lives so seriously. Let's not take ourselves so seriously, right? I mean, that there's yeah. Let's let's just if we take a step back, we just see it's a bit absurd how seriously we take everything. Um, and I get that. On the other hand, <clears throat> so you've just become a dad. I, I, I've been a dad for, for two years or whatever. And I take that very seriously w without meaning to. I don't decide to take it seriously. I just take it very, very seriously. And my son's well-being and all the rest of it. And, and, 
you know, or the people I love, or not just my son. And there's an element of that that somehow also feels honorable, noble, necessary for human life. Like, on the one hand, to to be playful, to use a term you used earlier, but also to somehow be really committed at the same time to to people, to ideas, or to purposes, or to I don't know what. And I'm not talking about being committed necessarily to getting a six pack or, or whatever it is. But but to put it in grand terms, I don't know. I mean, you can be a great artist. You know, can have a violent commitment to to their art, and and and, and somehow that seems equally sort of noble or admirable or, or an ideal as, as yeah and so, so this is something that when, when i describe it abstractly it's like okay yeah there are these two things but then you put it in your life and you go well what do i do do i like chill out or do i dive in and and become passionate and i'm not asking this as like an objection it's a genuine question that i always have wondered about like where where how does one navigate this yeah, I but I, I don't see them as explicit choices or mutually exclusive okay. choices. Like, mm-hmm. so I trust me, like if when I'm with my daughter, for example, like I have very like all my attention is on her. Like I, yeah. I'm not someone who's like on my phone while while she's in yeah. my arms. I'm not like yeah, using yeah. like many distractions. I'm fully I'm yeah. fully there and I'm fully attentive. Yeah, but. I have no control over yeah. if my daughter is going to get some sort of terminal illness at some point. Yeah. And I'm not trying to sound mm. too morbid here. No, it's, no, but uh, I know what, yeah. it's, it's showing up to, it's, it's showing up to life with the full attention. Yeah. Um, but like really reconciling it to me, it seems, I don't know, to me, it seems absurd how much control we think we're exerting on things yeah. and how much misery yeah, yeah. I think we, we suffer as an account of things. Like, you know, I, I told you, <laughs> Like I am, I feel very relaxed about being a father, but I, as I say, when I'm with my daughter, I pay absolute attention. And I I think I get some relaxation from the amount of attention that I, or how much presence I have when I'm there. Yeah. Um, But I, I also do feel quite relaxed about being a father because Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's so much that's out of my control. Mm -hmm. And I, I think so much of the ways, even sometimes when I listen to other parents, the stress that I feel off them because they're telling me mm. all the ways in which they're trying to get their child to develop yeah. or they've got this game for this yeah. or you can get this for that. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, like, did Einstein's parents have an elaborate <laughs> like, cognitive, you know, he, I assume he just yeah. grew up like most babies of the yeah. time, yeah. probably yeah. pretty poorly ne- compared neglected to today's standards. And emotionally and traumatized. Sta- yeah, yeah. yeah m- most likely, right? And yeah. Yeah. and yet this is what the outcome was. Yeah. So. I, I agree with you, but I agree with you. Of course, look, I, I think um, I feel like a I feel like a very alive and passionate person in life, mm. um, and and I feel very committed to my curi- like to my curiosities, to trying to to design a life that I love. Yeah. Um, but I also have to. So I think it's both, if you know what I mean. But it's yeah, it's yeah. moments of perspective of just laughing at myself because. Yeah. Like fucking hell! Like y- you and I aren't going to leave. Even if you were the most famous person in the world, you're probably not going to leave much of a legacy. If we're talking about life being in the context mm-hmm. of hundreds of thousands of years from yeah, now, I don't know. I've if, done a few you know, banging about. LinkedIn posts, Mark. Of, 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 you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's had like eight likes. Be, be, so I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of pinning my hopes on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I take your point. But yeah. what it was, it, but what, it, like when you were saying where you're trying to reconcile with that, like where, where do you land? Like in knowing that it's probably a fluctuating continuum. Mm. Like, mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I guess, I guess the, the terms of the problem have, have changed for me. It, in the, in the beginning, it was this. It was very much in the language that I described, this this conflict. Um, now, yeah, where am I now with this? I, I'll just think through my life because I find it more productive for myself to think through something concrete than, than the abstract. So at the moment, my life is full of commitment, right? Because when you become a husband or you become a father and it comes if you're a certain kind of personality and you have certain kinds of feelings. It, it, yeah, it, suddenly there's there's a lot of commitment that you've deliberately gotten into that that you want to want to honor. So so there's a lot of of, of commitment. Um, yeah, I think I think I think I think my life is 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 heading in that direction and has headed in that direction in that of that side of of not as much. Um, being chilled and being able to take a step back um, and it's rather gone in the direction of throwing myself into or being thrown into into this yeah roiling pool of, 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 of commitment and, and so on and I think one thing I I struggle with there right now is trying to trying to make my peace with that in a way <laughs> because there are there there are, there are voluntarily chosen commitments right but once you have them, I can't decide now not to be a father, right? I can't. I can't say right. I'm going to give him back to Amazon. There's like a ninety day returns, no questions asked, and, and it's there. He's there now, and <clears throat> that has massive changes for how I live, and it makes it very clear to me how externally determined my life is. Like maybe your life is always a bit externally determined, but now it's really in my face. Now, now it's like, well, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're ill. You've got to brush his teeth, or whatever it's like. But but yeah, it's it's very yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, that's one of the things that I think on a feeling level I'm just struggling with, of trying to figure out how. Yeah, what what, what yeah? Because because my, my previous models of, of of life that worked for me were very sort of autonomous and, and individual. Right, they were very kind of yeah. I I want freedom of a certain kind, or I want the time to do this, or I have the time to do this, or and and now that's changed a lot. And I and I and my I think that's my struggle. So so I think my struggle is I've dived into commitment without really knowing what I was getting into, <laughs> wanting it, but but not really knowing what it amounted to, and and now kind of yeah, figuring out while I go, yeah, what. Well, what is what is the life that makes sense to me here? Like, what is the available life here that is good? So I didn't really answer your question. I went off on a tangent, but uh, no, but that's yeah. uh, but that resonates a lot with a conversation I had with a a friend last week, where we were just kind of. I sometimes say to my to my missus, like if if she were to die suddenly, now this is before having a child, um. 
I, I, I don't know. I had a sneaking suspicion I'd head off to a monastery or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't know whether that's just some escapist fantasy of mine or if it's a, it's a, an inclination to double down more on my investigations to have a bit of peace and quiet just to observe mm. myself or to observe life, whatever it may be. Um, and this person was kind of sharing, a, they're very dedicated in, in certain lines of inquiry and, and we we're kind of marveling at the, the idea then, particularly I'd say they are more further down the path than I am, if you know what I mean, but just kind of marveling at the idea that this is what we, this is what they chose, you, you know, like a, a family, a householder life, whatever way you want to describe it and all that comes with it. Um, and I, I don't know, do you have a... Do you have a fantasy of what, like, if you I never had to. a, if you never had kids, or I'd be, I'd be drunk four <laughs> what, days what, a like week, we, Mark. Does... I'd, I'd be watching a lot of sport. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd be, I'd be in the bars of Hamburg discovering where the Beatles played. Oh, yeah, no, I'd, <laughs> I think I'd be dead. <laughs> I'd be dead in two years if I didn't have kids. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I used to. I actually was very, very, very close in a way to becoming a monk or just to wanting to become, to doing it to, to, in my early 20s in London. I mean, it's something about London, isn't it? It just makes everyone so miserable. You develop fantasies. Um, and my fantasy was a was a monk fantasy. And it was in London that I started meditating when I was 31 as well. There you go. So, so London, in a way, is the engine of the evolution of humankind because it makes people feel so bad. Like they're driven to do something. So, so even London is good, ultimately uh that's its purpose uh but yeah so so yes i have had wasn't i don't even want to mock it by calling it a fantasy it was actually a genuine aspiration and i had it very strongly and then it kind of fell away a little bit over time i don't know this is stockholm syndrome but i now think something actually different so there used to be this instinctive separation i made between this is daily life and then off you go to the himalayas and that's where you hide in your cave and you meditate for 15 hours a day. And eventually you see that either everything is one or it's not, but it's nice. I don't know. You see something and you get enlightened. And, <laughs> and I have this. And, 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 but for quite a long time now, I just very strongly instinctively feel, without having massive arguments for this, but I just feel something completely opposite. And I think if there is such a thing as enlightenment, which I don't know, but if there is, then... The only enlightenment that's that's worthwhile for, for me is is the one that happens in life. Um, I don't I don't want to be some marvelously serene, peaceful creature in in a cave by myself. I think no, this is life. I'm here. I am surrounded by other lives and things and people, and I'm thrown into the mess of all of this. And this is where the turmoil happens. And for any kind of peace or love to be worthwhile. It has to happen here. It, it, it's not the, yeah. the the stuff that happens in the forest. And so, from that perspective, sometimes I I find life really valuable. So I find it really valuable. So, for example, this stuff about loving people, right? Like, yeah, let's love people. Yeah, let's. Uh, oh, fucking hell! When you're bringing a young kid up, it can be really hard to love your wife sometimes. Because you're both, you're both like completely. At least we were, are sometimes completely beyond our limits of, of what we can do and what we've taken on. But we still have to keep going. And then there's obviously a lot of friction because you think, oh, can you just do this? 
and she can't or whatever. And, and just whenever people are exhausted, obviously there's going to be a lot more friction than when they're not. And you discover where the limits are of your generosity or your, or your bigness or, or, or that kind of thing. And, and so, so I now feel, if I put it in a slogan, the really worthwhile challenge is just can I can I love my wife through my life? It's not even can I can I love some abstract notion of oneness, but can I actually just love my wife in in a very tangible way for for the rest of my life? And I think if yeah, and that's how I would judge even other people's claims of spiritual development or or evolution or yeah, what what are you doing in life? Yeah, uh, that's really beautifully put. I think that there's um, so much of what you're saying resonates in terms of stepping away even from the notion of, of a, an, an idea of enlightenment. Like, as you said, I, I think I've read about some people's experiences um, where I, I, I assume that's the experience that they had in life. Like, um, I don't know if it's Ramana Maharshi or, or whoever else, like where you're just like, okay, that seems like a, an interesting thing, an interesting experience and, and, and maybe some state was experienced. But I, I also as well, and despite this idea of thinking that I'd run away to a monastery, like it's, it's, it's how do you live your life, I guess. And, and, and I think, um, I don't know, there's, there's a quote by a quote by Gandhi that I I always really liked. Apparently, when he was traveling ar- around the country, seeing how different um, different parts of of India was, how it was engaging um, under obviously the the British rule at the time, and a reporter runs up to him and he's relieving a train station and he says, you know, um, what's your what's your message for the people? And he just quickly wrote down on a piece of paper, let your message, uh, let your let your life be your message, or something to this effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always, it drives my, my missus insane sometimes when I just, I, I sometimes don't care what words people are saying. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't care. And I don't even care if they're all that researched. Yeah. I, I just want to know how do the, how do you live your life? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of the proof of, of everything. Um, mm-hmm. so I think breaking everything down there to just, can you love your wife? Uh, because you know, everyone goes through uh, experiences where you've just driven each other to your wits end sometimes. Like, where where does the love go then? Like, or <laughs> can you even yeah. admit that there's hate in your heart in a particular moment in mm-hmm. time, or if hate can exist in your heart, whatever way you want to put it? But can you can you even just be honest with your partner then? Like, man, it's really it's really hard to say that yeah. I love you right now. You, and yeah. and Maybe even that's a bit of a space to to have a bit of a laugh at the predicament you find yourself in, mm. you know, without mm. taking it too lightly. But yeah, there's something like almost so bread and butter basics of that that I think is mm. is super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and yeah, and <clears throat> so I I've had I've had a few mystical experiences, just randomly, uh, not associated with drugs, surprisingly. Uh, I've had in the last, in the last, yeah, or maybe I did, but I was so high, I forget them. Uh, <laughs> it's a danger, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, but shit, I don't remember. But yeah, I've had a few negative experiences. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, so for example, I had one where I, I felt a kind of 
a real, I felt it, a, a connection with everything and everyone. And, 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 and I felt real love and, and sympathy and, and, yeah, and, and love that went beyond. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but but I've I've read it as accounts of mystical experiences, and and yeah, if you just throw in the abstract nouns of like love and a bit of a questioning about about the nature of, of the identity that you assume you have, and the feeling of connection, and, and the feeling of lightness and laughter, and, and so I've, I've occasionally had this stuff, and um, and the last. In the last few years, I've had it in therapy. I've been doing therapy consistently, and and occasionally this would happen. And I, for a while, I was like, "Shit, am I am I, am I enlightened?" <laughs> so I walking around, going, "Am I, am I special?" <laughs> and uh, over over a bit of time, like my my view now is. Like they're nice, like these experiences that I had, I'm, I'm glad I had them. Like, you know, they're better to have than not to have just because they're nice experiences. It's like, um, but uh, like life doesn't really happen in those experiences or rather they're part of life. But okay, you get that little experience. For a long time, I kept chasing that. I kept being like, I want to have this experience again. I want to have this experience all the time. And, and this was, this was naturally impossible. And, I'm coming around to the view that um, this, for me, this this chasing of experience, this chasing of a certain feeling, maybe even to be provocative for you, this chasing of a way of being in in the world, um, is ultimately just a more subtle form of trying to control your experience. It's it's ultimately the same thing that we're trying not to do. And we're doing it at a higher level, um, and and yeah, um, and so I kind of, I'm not articulating this very well because I don't talk about this at all, really, because you don't want to scare no, people. No, no, I felt it, to be honest, this resonates with yeah. me. So it's very, it's it, it no, but it's it's feeling uh, it, it it what you're saying sounds very clear to me. So please, please carry okay. on. What what am I saying? <laughs> if it sounds clear to you, uh, tell me. Well, like, what am I saying? So. No, because it, because it, look, it is interesting. I think um, when we go through a path of, I, I do think that there's like a, there's a chasing and a seeking that goes on, which I haven't reconciled or squared away myself yet. In terms of, um, definitely um, chasing exalted states of existence, like you know, enlightenment, as you say. Like I, I definitely had this delusion in my head when I start meditating doing silent retreats or whatever. Oh, maybe in five years, I might taste enlightenment. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and in a very like uh, arrogant way or something and, 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 a, and, a, and a sense of specialness about myself as, as well within that. Yeah. Um, and, and then even having had some experiences that uh, logically I can't possibly square, square away, um, experiences that left me simultaneously laughing and crying with no substances or anything else involved in it, um, which my, my rational brain just can't put into, to, can't provide a, a, a solid uh, explanation for it. And, and then even just what you said there, then like, if, are you, are, are we doing the exact same thing at a, a, maybe if you even wanted to be kind to yourself at a higher level, or is it just the exact same thing dressed up in different clothes? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't know, like for, 
For me, there is yes and no would be the answer, even in terms of what you were saying could be provocative to what I was saying about a state of being. Um, I do believe sometimes there is a chase involved in it. And I do believe there's sometimes perhaps a letting go of that chase. And just I am, I don't know what cultivates a space of coming into what feels like a direct contact with life experience. Um, And often, you know, sometimes it could be because um, I feel I've done my processes. Do, do you know what I mean? And I could attribute it to doing certain things and eating well and, and whatever else. But then conversely, I've also had some really wonderful experiences where I've just been, you know, where I was getting too stoned for a period of time, eating junk food and and watching too much YouTube and still something could happen in my day. Do, do, do you get me like where I not not as some enlightened experience or exalted experience, but just where I feel yeah. a direct contact with with life or the, yeah. you know, with life without maybe all its labels and its projections mm-hmm. on some some clearing or something exists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think it's I don't like I'm I'm very confused on all that. Like, is there a state yeah. that we should be? We, yeah. we, should, we should be aiming for can we aim for it? what contributes to it i i don't particularly know to be honest yeah 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 i mean i yeah i neither do i of course but so yeah so just so for example is there a state that we should be aiming for my instinctive strong response is that this 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 would be this this would be a mistake and the reason for thinking this and, and i know this is probably language you don't like to say so strongly this is a mistake but the reason for saying it so strongly is i think if you just look at all the states we have, they are transitory. If you just look at them for more than three minutes, you see that there is no state we have that is consistent. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing that is stably there. So it seems to me mental to to have the ambition of preserving a particular state. Because I just think, well, well that's not the nature of states. Um, so, so, that, so, so about that, I think that... Um, more generally, like as you were talking, something something clicked for me a little bit. Um, and yeah, and you were saying you were confused about this stuff, but I'm confused about this stuff um, to do with yeah, I don't know, meditation and Ayahuasca and Aaron Rodgers. And I I realized that for myself that the like, all this shit in the end is just words, right? It's just like, I mean, even at a high level, it's like okay for example everything is one right i don't know i've heard this thrown around um yeah i don't know mate this is just like concepts about concepts um and because i spent 15 years basically my job was handling concepts and and, and constructing systems around them and criticizing systems around them i've reached the point of all i really care about is my day um or or that's that's, yeah i mean sometimes i go away from that and then i generally suffer as a result but but yeah all i really care about and the unit so i think maybe this is part of sorry i'm thinking aloud and things are coming to mind now i think this is part of my struggle with the question of this podcast what is a good life um like the, the the framing of that question for me that unit is too big i don't i don't know I don't. I can't think in terms of a life, or I find it difficult now. I find, it, and 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 there's actually an effort and a continual movement in my life towards just trying to keep it as basic as possible and as kind of messy as possible. So kind of okay, this 
right now I ate a chili. That's my life. I'm not, I'm not like thinking about anything else. I just ate this bloody chili and it's really hot. And yeah, and, and, and I'm not advocating this as some kind of general thing, but I think for someone like me, for me, who was lost in concepts for a long time, this is a really useful corrective. To, and I realized that that's, that's where I'm at. And I realized that that's why I struggle a bit talking about such questions now. It used to be my bread and butter. It used to be philosophy. Yeah. Okay. Khan said this about the good life. Mill said this. Uh, put this together. Yeah, yeah. And now I really struggle. Now I, yeah. Okay. But sorry, this is like self revelation. It's not particularly interesting. No, no, but this is, this is, this is right on point with why I, I wanted to ask people this and take it out of the realm of, well, ironically, I'm talking to a philosopher, <laughs> but to take it out of the realm of just, uh like philosophy uh philosophizing over just to see what people in general have to say about it sure. and the quite like if the full name of the podcast really be what is a good life for you um mm -hmm. you know because that's the, that's really the question i'm asking and uh, not in a not in a um in a wider universal sense but just because i i think we're all our unique bundle of things our own unique very specific constellation of things that there's some mystery into not mystery but there's some if i saw a point of life it would be actually yeah i'm 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 questioning even the statement that i'm about to say but trying yeah, to yeah. orientate yourself in a way that maybe you feel at home in the world at home in your mm -hmm. life um mm -hmm. that whatever unique constellation of you are that perhaps that can play a very particular chord Right, like mm -hmm. it, it makes a very particular sound, and when you make this mm -hmm. sound, that you feel at least maybe it's the vibration of it, but you feel okay in the world, you feel at home in mm -hmm. the world. You maybe you feel like you belong in your life, and that mm -hmm. that that doesn't mean that everything feels lovely. That could even come in a moment where there's struggle and turmoil, but yeah. there's still a, a a space beneath that where you're just like okay. I've accepted this and I'll, I'll, I'll move, I'll move through mm -hmm. life with this in whatever way yeah. it is. But, yeah. but ultimately that it's something along the lines of you figuring out what that is. And mm -hmm. it's not something like be your authentic self or, do you know what I mean? Like I, I, I've, I find myself very irritated with a lot of the, the labels that are put on some of these things. Like mm -hmm. I, I think there's like a, some sort of deeper resonance that, and I'm not even sure if it means an expression of yourself. Maybe it just comes back to a way of being again. But once again, that state of being isn't a isn't a goal. Maybe it's just that it, once that happens a few times, it makes it worth it. You, you know, I've talked mm -hmm. to some. I don't want to go all over the map here, but I've just talked. I talked to some friends before about parenting, and I think they gave me some really clear ideas about what parenting could be. You know, longer term, like beyond newborn stage, which I'm going through at the moment, but just like, you know, 51% or 49% of parenting is shit, they said, and 51% is amazing, you know, oh. so, something like this, like, and, but I'm even wondering in life sometimes, like, Jesus, just some of those moments in our day where we feel so deeply connected to something, whether it's a, a passion of ours, whether it's a wife, a child, whether it's a, a moment of being and, and just with life itself, even a oneness that you were alluding to, even through whatever way you want to characterize a state like that, that it's just a connection with those moments that just makes the rest of it tolerable. Like the mm -hmm. <laughs> the questioning, the the seeking, the the stuff that we just know is going to make us feel like crap tomorrow that we're still mm -hmm. doing today. Like just these brief moments, some, something in that, something in that, in that kind of ballpark, mm -hmm. anyway. 
can you give me an example of, of both of these things? So just a time, a period, a moment when you felt this, whatever, whatever it might be, so, or okay, something so else? Or? Like, even, even so, like, I know today, so my wife is, I find her very funny. Like, so she has given me two eruptions of laughter already, like mm-hmm. proper belly aching laughs. And it's not that during it, I'm like, oh, take a note of this. That happened now. Uh, so that's, it's going to make the rest yeah. of it worth it. But the way I'd almost like to, I I used to play a little bit of golf, um, not obsessively, but I, to the point that I was pretty bad at it. But all I'd need to do was if I, if I got a birdie or I hit one great shot, mm-hmm. that would be enough encouragement to come out the next day. Do you know what I mean? And the feeling of that one shot that where the ball actually went where I wanted it to go or something like that, that it was worth it. Um, but I know like I'm trying to write at the moment um, a book from all these interviews. And sometimes over the last week or so, that's been frustrating or even seeing the limitations of my own <laughs> endeavor, if you know what I mean, or, or yeah. capacity at this point as I as I maybe strive for something better. Um or, uh, you know, like yourself, try to figure out the, the path of making a, a, a consistent living from what I love, like, and the inconsistency that can come with that as well. Um, I, I don't know. There's just moments in life where, you're, where I'm just like, ah, like that, that felt beautiful or that felt yeah. like a, a higher moment of something and yeah. everything else seems like it seems okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... When I so I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder about fifteen twenty years ago, and I regularly used to be depressed every every year. So I would go through, like on average, like I, I did a lot of therapy. I would learn to handle it, and so so when I reached the point of being a functioning manic depressive uh, or a high functioning manic depressive, the the rhythm of my of my year was every year for about three months in total, I would have depressive phases. Sometimes it would be like a chunk of three months, others would be like two weeks, and like properly depressing. And I just thought, this is my life, right? This is what it is. And I have the compensation of, in the other time, I I get hypermanic and I can do loads of stuff and blah, blah, blah. That's my life. I was talking to my cousin, who is a psychiatrist, and I told her about it. And she was like, hmm, yeah, Pranay, that's that's 25% of your life. it's three months out of 12 every year that you're depressed. It's a big chunk of your life. And that really struck me. I'd, I'd made my peace with it. Be like, yeah, this is just what it is. It's fine. But that was really like, that's right. That's, that's, that's 25% of my life that I'm just accepting is garbage. Um, and I'm just going, okay, fine. And, and that started the next process for me of trying to deal with it. And, and, and so on. And the, I'm saying all this here, maybe you see it already. When you talk about these moments that then make the other moments tolerable, like what what I'm I'm sort of trying to yeah ask you now is that's if that's the balance of life if that's the balance of your life, right? I guess there are two forms of these questions. What one is why are you sort of relegating ninety eight percent of your moments to the stuff that needs needs the perfect golf shot to be tolerable right maybe i'll just ask yeah. that question and it's yeah, i don't yeah, I, I, really... I, I don't I, I don't think 
I don't think I've quite like I don't think I probably articulated it clearly if you, if if you yeah, know what I mean. I, I um, probably misunderstood. Tony. No, 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 but I I think I think you probably picked up on what I said with the words, but I don't think I I fully um I don't know like so overall I I very much enjoy life and I I would say I enjoy not the shit, like maybe even the stuff that other people might consider the shitty part of life. So I'd, I'd enjoy it, but I, I just mean, I'd say we're more in a state of striving or, attach, you know, bringing it back down to the aversion or like a, an attachment. Like, I think mostly we're kind of in states like that, like, or we're mm-hmm. trying to soothe ourselves with something, whether it's through technology or food or alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, and, um, so that's what I mean. Like, I think there's a lot of our lives are spent in a state of attachment or aversion. And I, and I think I, you know, that's what I'm, I'm more talking about. It's not that it's a state of depression, um, or yeah, yeah. that I, I don't really enjoy, like, I, I think I'm pretty blessed with how much I would enjoy my life. Like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm rarely complaining about much. Um, not in the sense that I, I don't see things that I don't point yeah, out yeah, as bullshit yeah. or something like this. But generally, I, I take account for lots that have happened and everything that's happened in my life. And I'm, I'm comfortable yeah. with that. And I'm comfortable with yeah. the choices I'm making and the consequences of the choices I'm making. And I'm yeah. enthusiastic to get up and to start writing yeah. or to do something at seven o'clock in the morning. Like, so I've, I've an excitement for my life. But yeah. I would still say most of my life is spent in a state of either attachment or aversion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so from that, Tell me if this resonates. I take I take two ideas from that. One is perhaps an idea of freedom of some kind. Namely, when you talk about these of your life, my life too, everyone's life really being ruled by attachment and aversion to a large extent. Right? The the moments when they're not seem like a kind of freedom. Right? They seem they seem like okay, yeah, I can exhale and I'm not at the mercy of these mad masters for a moment. And then, and then yeah. it feels it feels wonderful. So that's one thing I take from from, from what you said. Um, and the the other thing, which is where my question was was heading a bit, um, and this is for me, yeah, something I really. But a couple of weeks ago, I had what felt like an insight to me. I was like, ah, that's wise. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah, and then my son threw water over me, and I forgot. Uh, <laughs> the, the the insight or what felt like insight that I had was it came in the form of a question and I was feeling bad about something I can't even remember what it was now and, and, and so on and, and then the question was uh, what if everything was God and I used God because that's a language that makes sense to me but, but doesn't have to be good. But the idea of the question, as I as I got it, was in in every everything that life gives me. So even the even these moments of attachment and aversion, almost like a thought experiment. What if God was to be found there? Was to be found exactly in the attachment and the aversion? And what if God was to be found in that moment exactly in the anger? And it felt like an insight because it kind of. Yeah, it was really helpful anyway to me because it allowed me to a relax into my bad feelings, and it also gave me a kind of 
not just a tolerance of them, but almost a love of them when I when I could in moments access this. And and yeah, and so 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 that's where my question was kind of pushing towards that I asked you about why it's producing these moments and those. Just to ask you the question as well, or to, to give you the question that I was given of yeah, what if what if there was like a really radical attempt to yeah, even the attachment and the aversion is kind of like saying, okay, look, yeah, this state we're going to not like, and this state we're going to like. And, and I get this. This makes sense to me. But it was just it was just a really interesting and powerful tool for me to be like, what if actually, so if everything is one, then attachment is part of one. If everything yeah. is God, attachment is God. No, and I can this, find God in the attachment. Yeah. This is a, no, this is a sentiment that... Honestly, literally, I, I wrote about this week um, oh, on a go. on a piece of paper, or sorry, on my notepad here. I was actually just looking through my notes to see the exact thing that yeah. I wrote about it. I think it has to be like, and sorry, this is. I could have said this even as a precursor to what I said, but I'm still going to be caught. Like this comes back to my idea again of part of then the process is to forget that that's God for for me. Um, where I'm not going to have that perspective all the time, that I'm still going to be caught. I'm going to be momentarily, even if it, for however long the moment it could be, it could be a second, it could be half an hour. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Um, it could be a day. But mm -hmm. that it is that repeated process of, I can't see why this stuff, it's so pervasive, this attachment, um, aversion stuff. It's so pervasive in my life that I can't possibly see it to be a mistake or I can't yeah. possibly see it as unlovable because it, that is going to be a brutal existence if that mm -hmm. stuff is unlovable. Even, yeah. our, even our less virtuous, like, you know, we might be very proud to say, well, I, you know, I was loving, I was caring. What about when you were like uh, hateful and, and judgmental yeah. and, and ignorant and all this? Yeah. Because like, man, there's a lot of ignorance in me. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? In terms, or like in terms of judgment of other people, in terms of, I don't know what someone else is going through yeah. in my, their life and I still judge them. There's a huge amount of ignorance yeah. in that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I fully agree with you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. but there's a, there's, but this is where I think some of these states become really, there is a beauty to them. But yes, if I still need to, I don't know eat mm. some crappy food to deal with the yeah. aversion or the attachment, I still, yeah. the, the realization yeah. of it being God still hasn't extricated me from the loop, yeah, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I do, I do think, yeah. uh, sorry, go on. No, no, go No, 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 you do think. Um, yeah, but that's the, that's the interesting part. Like it doesn't necessarily extricate me from the act, mm -hmm. but there is, you can, I can still do things in a far more loving way. They, in, mm -hmm. in a way, this is now just my own relationship with myself, where yeah. there's, it's not so, the judgment after isn't as harsh. So maybe if the initial act doesn't change, the the impact of that act or the rever uh, reverberations yeah. of that act aren't as as drawn out or, or something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I mean, to build on that, and that, what I wanted to say is, in my experience, and maybe this is helpful on a daily level for me, is... I found it transformative pretty much always to start from where I am. And by, by this, I mean all the moments I've had or the times I've had when I've fully gone 
I don't know, yes, I feel hatred right now. Or, or, or yes, this is what I'm thinking right now. Or yes, this is where I am. Or this is what is going on right now. Or yes, this is my life right now. And, and to, to the extent that I've been able to fully, fully go there, those things have sort of given me some kind of power or energy or force or momentum that's helped in extricating yourself from old patterns. So, so it's kind of, I, I found in my experience, the, yeah, the moments that I've had when I've gone, no, I'm going to be fully where I am, whatever it is, even if I don't find it attractive, even if I don't want to be, or I don't want life to be like this, I'm going to try to, to just go, yeah, this is what it is. This is what I'm doing. This is what I, whatever it is. And, the, and when I've really done that, somehow it's liberated a kind of creative energy uh, yeah. to, 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 to change things. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not an objection to your point. It's just a supplement. Uh, but sometimes it's, for me, it's been not just about changing my relation to myself, this, this, this acknowledgement of, of what's going on. Sometimes it's actually changed what's going on over a period of time simply by being, okay, this is where I am. And I'm just going to tell the truth to myself about this. And I'm going to, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so I think it's, for me, it's been a very powerful tool or a very powerful thing beyond even just loving myself or whatever. It's, uh, it's actually changed my life in, in, in some ways. Yeah. And yeah. what do you see as, as it kind of, how, what's the, the difference then in terms of how you're, you're experiencing your life post this, this realization then? Like if you were so, to give a, an example. Yeah, I mean, so yesterday, my wife and I fought. I I was first pissed off by something she said, and, and I didn't, there wasn't the time to share my pissed offness, so I just let it nicely stew and simmer into a little cauldron of resentment. <laughs> really cook that shit up. And then three hours later, when she came in through the door with Rahi in a stroller, I I gave her a really mean hello. Like, and then she was like, what, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and, then, and then we'd take another little break. And then three hours later, when it's still built up even more, we, we, we talked a little bit about it. And we didn't, we didn't find resolution last night. Uh, we, or well, yeah, we found it much later, but, um, yeah. And one, what happened last night, and I'm really actually proud of myself for this, uh, or grateful that it was possible. Um, when she went to bed and we were still fighting, um, I said, like, I, I love you. Like, and I meant it. And I said, when we're fighting and it's difficult right now. And I think you're an asshole. <laughs> Uh, I didn't say that, but it was clear from the context that, yeah, things are tough. The fundamental color of my feelings towards you is that I love you. And this is the context against which all of this is happening. And I think one of the reasons I was able to say that is to some extent, I was more able to live with the fact that I was had been an asshole. I was more able to be like, yeah, I'm also angry and to some extent unfairly angry but to some extent fairly angry and i was just able to, to accept the cocktail a bit more that was going on inside me and i was able to accept her cocktail a bit more and this there's no like i don't have a rational explanation there's no one line that explains that's why but in feeling it was very clear that that helped something soften and open up 
and allowed for more generosity than there would often have been from me in such a situation. So that's one small example. I don't know if that. Yeah, yeah. That no, no, it, it it does. Like I, I think. Um... I I would say absolutely in in my life as well. The more I'm comfortable with just not the reality of my my actions or you know in whatever way you want to view that, but like the more comfortable I'm with my what I could see as what I may have previously judged as my most virtuous or my lowest expressions. Like I've always had a a thing with anger where you know, initially when I came to meditation, I tried to suppress anger completely. And mm -hmm. and I got pretty good at like, you know, the yeah. noticing something rise and then disengaging. And then all of a sudden I became, if, if conflict was very hard for me, you know, I was looking mm -hmm. to avoid conflict all the time. So that wasn't mm -hmm. a healthy engage, yeah. you know, that wasn't a healthy way of trying to approach this, but it was definitely when I, the more comfortable I'm just with like, not to say that this is who I am. It's a weird thing. It's not to, there's absolute accountability. I, I always say to my missus if where I feel I'm going wrong, whether it's to do with her or another mm -hmm. relationship, like this is where yeah. I think I'm going wrong on this. Um, it's not to be unaccountable, but there's also just some things that happen with a frequency in my life that if I'm killing myself for those things, I'll never get a wider perspective. I'll never, there's never going to be a space because the self-judgment mm -hmm. would just be so harsh that I'm instead of actually remedying a thing or anything, any being any movement, yeah. I'm so caught up in the self judgment of it. Yeah. So I think the more comfortable yeah. we become with, even if we want to define them as our edges or our extreme behavior, whatever way you want to do it, like, but just an acknowledgement that ah, this too yeah. is worthy of some love, or this is yeah. not everything yeah. is there to be banished. Do, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in my experience yeah. of even banishing anger as an expression from my life for a period of 12 to 18 months, like which became completely unsustainable. That, yeah. that was absolutely a far worse solution than giving it some yeah. expression. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I, I think as well, and any time we're having conversations with people, the moment you can, as I was thinking about this this morning uh, over a coffee, like the moment you can either go first with your love, um, I was thinking about just how people react to my baby or to my dog. And with generally with humans, with a newborn or a dog, there's just people just come out with their love straight yeah. away. Or maybe the dog yeah. or the baby, they feel it. love has come first in the interaction, whoever gets there first, yeah. and just how opening that is. And somehow as we go through life and we deal with adults, mm -hmm. love isn't the thing that comes first often. So then yeah. Even if it's in a moment of conflict, I think there's just something beautiful, not to make this a mission, uh, because I don't think it's always, it's not maybe not always doable straight away. You, you yeah. know, even you say there, the hello was a, a gruff hello, yeah. you know? Oh, it was more than gruff. But, uh, at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, just at, at some, yeah. but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so the, I don't know, this, and, and in those moments, then massive change is possible. Like, like, I, I think from what you're just describing at times, even just like an, an acceptance of who we are in any way, shape or form, I think that's that has huge potential for change in our lives, how we deal with conflict, how we deal mm. with people, how mm. we judge people. Mm. And yeah, yeah. And, and it's and funny, all the while, this whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But all the while, sorry, tell this, me. this whole loop, this, this whole loop still plays, though, right? Like where we fall out of the mm. love, where we fall out of the observation mm -hmm. that everything is God, that it becomes so personal mm -hmm. and minute. And it's this, 
I think as long as he's this kind of, I think what I was trying to get at when I just said there's moments in life where there's just brief realizations that shift everything else in the day. Mm-hmm. Like in so far as mm-hmm. if you just have that brief realization that like if I go first with love, it may open something up here. If if I have that brief realization that even when I get mm-hmm. caught again with my attachments and my aversions, that I can once again have this realization. And I think mm-hmm. over time for me, it's not this static state that I fall into, but just that repeated moving or leaning back into that perspective. Mm -hmm. That's what over a lifetime can have a profound effect, even if in the Mm -hmm. short term, it doesn't feel like profound change is occurring. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't probably can't hear me. Yeah. Yeah. I I have little to say to that because I agree. Um, It's easier when I disagree and then I can object to something. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And the conversation goes on. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this book, you may have come across it, I read it recently. It's by a philosophy, ex-philosophy professor who worked in religious philosophy. What was his name? Thurman, maybe? Bob Thurman, maybe? And and he he talks about his experience of, he, he claims to be enlightened. He says, yeah, that happened over a period of time and he's only revealing it now and and but but it's really interesting because he talks about um becoming enlightened according to him doesn't eliminate so he was still an asshole to his wife he still had to work on 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 developing a loving relationship with his wife and actually it became quite disastrous until the crisis and it got better and so on but the yeah the interesting feature of it was you could according to him you could have these metaphysical revelations or, or emotional experiences on the one hand and, and, and fully have them and, and consistently experience the world in a certain way. But that didn't eliminate the need for all the human work of, okay, I'm now enlightened, but I need to stop being a dick to my wife. Somehow it, you, they were two separate jobs. It wasn't, it wasn't like enlightenment fixed it. And yeah. to go off on a bit of a tangent, just because uh, this, We've not talked about this at all, but I'll just throw this in there as maybe the, <laughs> the ending provocation. This is part of my issue with, like, yeah, one of the premises of a lot of the mindfulness and the yoga and the meditation and the general spirituality, blah, 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 blah. Oh, a lot of the time when I meet people who do this stuff, I experience it as a way of avoiding human responsibility. I experience sympathy because because... I think, yeah, there is suffering here. There's a lot of suffering here. And I, and I, and I feel that. And, and I think, yeah, find what you can to help yourself out of the suffering or to soothe it. And I completely can, can meet that with, with respect and love. But the flip side is this, is this abdication often of, if I'm doing that, that's what's going to fix stuff. And I just, and that's not, that's, that's a mistake. I think, I think, no. Uh, yeah, and so this, I found this book interesting, uh, basically because it confirmed my prejudices. So it's like, yeah, good book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. All, all, yeah, so almost the best already. books. I, yeah. I, can, I can fly through those books. <laughs> yeah. Really? Clever no, look, look I, yeah. no, but I, I, I fully, um, which will disappoint you again, but that fully resonates with me as well. The, ah, like, yeah. it, it's, no, but it really... It doesn't matter. I know some people that could, uh, the way I perceive it to be sometimes is you can meditate for as long as you want. Um, you can do as much yoga as you want. You can do whatever, as much fasting, etc. cetera. Um, 
But if there's certain truths about yourself that you don't want to come into contact with, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it won't fundamentally shift many things in your own personal life. And, and right. I think a lot of that comes down to, from my perspective, just acknowledging just how flawed and I'm, and I mean this in a genuine way, like wonderfully flawed, like, cause it's not, it's both at the same time. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's not just like, I've got all these good characteristics and these bad characteristics. Mm -hmm. It's, it, it, that is all of me all the time. I don't get to pick and choose which one is me and which isn't me. And yeah, I, I think, I don't know, there's something if throughout the conversation, I think that a, a lot of it is even just coming to peace with the, what previously maybe we considered limitations, but really we're just seeing as, as part of our experience of a part mm -hmm. of who we are. And, and it's not a rush to fix or change them, but it's just a, a broadened perspective that can give them a little space to exist, which then conversely, they don't have as many, I don't know, as, as treacherous a consequence sometimes to our, mm. our, our, our relationships with ourselves, with other people, our wives, with mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, I if I, I know you don't like, uh, you may not even like the <laughs> question. Um, I already have like Fire a slogan away. answer Fire in, in mind. It's, it's a slogan answer yeah. that you gave, but just to, as I tend to finish these conversations, Pranay, it is with the question of uh, what is a good life for you? What's the slogan answer that I gave? I, I think a beautiful answer in the context of what it means to you would be loving my wife. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not my yeah, wife. I'm, I'm happy with that. Sorry, I'm, happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving all wives. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a good life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, qua wife. No, but I, yeah, I, in the context of, of how we talked about this, I think that does does pick out a good quote. And yeah, yeah. I mean, when it, if let me, I, I can't slogan it because I, I don't, I don't have a theory or something. But I can pick out a couple of things that matter to me in that in answering that question or and, and the most important thing is what we've talked about quite a bit um this idea for me that it's in the mess of daily life that that everything is to be found uh, it's it's the, the the good life if it exists has to be found while your kids shat on your shoe and you're tired Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, yeah, beauty, God, love, it, whatever it is, you, you, you have to find it where you are, and and that, and I and I emphasize it. it. Seems almost banal to say it, but I emphasize this because I was like this, and I see many people like this. I see a tendency like this to to think that all these big grand things like beauty and love and God and they're somewhere else that we have to find them somewhere else, that we have to go to a mountain that we have to go to a different state of consciousness that we have to isolate ourselves from things that if we had external peace then we would be able to find it if it was silent then we would find it and i am deeply convinced from my experience that no if, if these things exist they have to exist right here and right now in the mess of your life 
Uh, so that would be the, the one thing I pick out about the good life. Uh, nothing further to add to, to that, Brene. That was absolutely beautiful. Uh, I'll thank you for joining us today on, on the What Is A Good Life uh, podcast. I, I really enjoyed talking with you today. Yeah. And, and I look forward to future conversations, man. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I really liked it too. Uh, much more tolerable than other podcasts I've been on because we actually had a chat. <laughs>